0: Hey, what's up with everything? (laughs) Good thing this, you know, I love when I start and I just mess up. And if you've been watching gratitude unfiltered over the years, you know that I butcher every possible intro uh, imaginable, but it's been a while since I've butchered one that bad. Nonetheless, Thank you for being here. You're watching Gratitude Unfiltered Remixed live on the Live Mono Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. Thank you guys so much for watching. If Thank you to all of the people listening on podcast and radio. If you're watching on social media, please like, subscribe, share, do whatever you do over there. But thank you for those of you who are supporting our network and thank you for uh, E360 for giving us the technology to be able to do this. Um, As you can see, I have my lovely wife, Jessica, next to us, which is a treat. I love it when you join broadcast.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. So we were in South Dakota. I guess it's fitting because our guest is where we, I mean, we met him in South Dakota, which has been like a month and a half ago.
1: Oh, it was Um, so fun, though.
0: Such a good time. We went to Freedom Fest and got to meet a lot of interesting free-spirited warriors who all have different ideologies about what freedom is which that was kind of interesting. I almost saw more fist fistfights uh, during Freedom Fest than I've ever seen in my life. Kind of amazing. But somehow everyone still got along and everyone's there to fight for freedom. So God bless them. But it's really cool when you go to events, and, and I don't know those of you who are watching out there, if you're listening, when you've gone to any type of event, you can just walk by somebody and you go, you know, I got to meet them. And you just know it instantaneously, so Like it, it takes a half a second to know. And that's what happened with our next guest. And honestly, I mean, we talked for a little bit and just hit it off immediately Mm -hmm. and then found out that he lived in Minneapolis also. And it just it was awesome. And he has a a, a nonprofit called The Good Kid Project. And that obviously for me, because I was a bad kid, inspired me to want to know more. So we're really excited to have uh, our guest, Nick. Uh, On the show today, the CEO and founder of the Good Kid Project, and I hope I'm saying that right because I have no notes in front of me. Um, And uh, it's going to be awesome. You have anything to say, babe?
1: I'm just excited that I got to be here for this. So
0: she's more than she's more than eye candy. I'm more than. She's got lots of brain. (laughs) She's actually the genius behind this. Wow, she's discount pricing us, what the heck? Uh, Those of you who know that we are the founders of the Lip Mono Worldwide Foundation and Multimedia Broadcast Network. And our whole mission in life is to elevate the voices for the voiceless and also help elevate the passion, purpose and mission of everyone we get to serve. And so we've been blessed to get to work with some really great organizations. And you know, we, we believe and we feel in our spirit that we have some very interesting times coming ahead of us and we are here to help support you. There's a lot of people right now that are being forced to choose between their job and taking something that they may not feel is the safest thing for them and um, so there's people that are having to make tough choices and I want to say this from the bottom of my heart when you're choosing between money and your body your god-given made in the image of body and you're choosing between money and career and, and, and job and school and that I have to say honestly I, I appreciate the fear but let it go because I'm pretty confident that God's purpose for why you are created has nothing to do with the school you're attending, the job that you have. I mean, some of you have careers and you have nonprofits and you have other organizations that are saving the world. But for anyone to have that control over your health, your body, your mind, that's not right. And I don't believe, with I, I, I do not believe that that is what God intended. So if you had a dream that was inside of you since you were a child, or a dream that you have that just won't go away, or if somebody has ever said, if you could do anything in the world, what would it be other than what you're doing? And it's something different than what you're doing now, call us. Email us. Contact us here. This is not an infomercial, but I felt led to say it. Um, So with that said, we're going to get the show started. Babe, again?
1: Yay! Well i'm 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 here for you, so I'm gonna make sure everything goes smooth behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> I love her. All right, We'll see you guys in a second. Welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered Remix because I'm myself camera operator other than the AI machine I have. Um, <laughs> that was a little awkward transition. Nonetheless, welcome to Gratitude Unfiltered Remix. I'm your host Josh T. Berglund. We are live on the Lipmotta Worldwide Multimedia Broadcast Network. and my man Nick here. Nick, what's your last name? Because I don't remember it, and I didn't. I don't have notes. No, in front you, of
2: me. you did a great job without <laughs> notes. My last, my last name is Coughlin. Coughlin, yeah. I, I almost said McCauflin. Close. Very
0: so, close. before we get into everything that I wanna to talk to you about, yeah. um, which is just off of instinct, because I didn't look into anything, it was mm-hmm. just, I've always picked my interviews off of I feel led to interview yeah. And it doesn't, like, it, it, I'm not impressed by celebrity, I'm not impressed by any of that, but for some reason, I felt led to say, I wanna interview you. Yeah. And, uh, and I trust that instinct. Yeah. So, that said, what are you grateful for today, man? I'm grateful to be
2: here. Honestly, I mean, I, I I cleaned my car before I came here. I haven't. Are you gonna give us a ride I, somewhere? I yeah, sure. if You want to? <laughs> I, have, I haven't. Uh, I haven't had a clean car for months, and it's just like it just weighs on my mind every time I sit in my car. And today I said, why? Why do that? You know, just vacuum out your car. So I came out here clean. It feels good, and I'm here. I'm with you. I I, I mean, I gotta say your intro spoke to me and i i I feel the same way i feel like so much in my life happens because i'm just drawn to it something something's there Mm -hmm. and i'm not necessarily conscious of it but but something and something drew me to you i mean when i when i um i overheard you talking to somebody else (sighs) and and that i was like okay i'm more interested in this guy for whatever reason and you said gratitude and gratitude has been something that has been that I've been trying to incorporate more in my life, and uh, and so I'm new. I'm, this is uh, this is all pretty new to me, um, but when I heard you talk about that and I and I got the sense that you have some knowledge about gratitude, um, I just I wanted to learn more, and then and you know things came to be. We both live in Minneapolis, and and so how cool is that? I, I love I love when that happens too, because um, I wasn't expecting that.
0: I mean, I was in South Dakota, I'm like, who the heck's going to South Dakota? But evidently quite a few people
2: did. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Did you, do you remember the gratitude hack I told you about? I do. And I, so you told me rather than just list off a litany of things you're grateful for, to go deeper with each one of them. And so maybe you do fewer, but you say, why am I grateful for that? And then why am I grateful for that? Like, just keep on going deeper. So I can't, I, I have to, it, I'm like the kid who hasn't done his homework <laughs> because I haven't really, I, I've been neglecting my gratitude practice.
0: Um, what makes, what makes you think like, why do you
2: know why, why You're, I'm neglecting, neglecting it? it? Yeah. No, I, I, I could take a guess. I, I've got a lot of, a lot of, I mean, okay. So I was going to say your intro spoke to me, spoke directly to me. I am leaving my job after 10 years. Um, I, I, my day job is um, director of communications for a nonprofit here in, in the Twin Cities, national nonprofit. And it's just, it's just time for me to go. I don't know what's next. I have a hunch of what's next. I think I'm gonna dive in, all in with the Good Kid Project. But I've been doing a lot of this inner work lately. And uh, and I think I don't know that it's a poor excuse, if anything, but that's that's maybe one reason why I really haven't been doing that. I
0: I think it's a hard thing to start and it sounds like because gratitude is such a happy word. Mm -hmm. But it is it is a challenging thing to start um, like any habit, for that matter, because. It doesn't give you rewards right away. I don't think. I don't think that when I the first time I said I was grateful for something, that I actually like it all it was like magic and everything was better. Okay. But when I learned the gratitude hack about the why, when I was forcing myself into this habit, because I was chronically in a bad mood, chronically, you know, at a loss for what my identity was. Like I woke up every morning going, Well, who the freak am I today? Yeah. Like it just didn't know. And, and everything around me was starting to crumble. Um, and I shared with you before we started how I go to LA million dollars in the bank and eight months later I'm homeless Yeah, because of the decisions that I was making. But it was, I'll tell you what started my, that practice is that I was, there was a night that I was just done. Like I didn't see any hope anywhere and I was going to, with what cash I had left I was going to buy enough meth to inject to go out like a rock star and die. Like my whole goal was to die. And my phone rang. And my phone rang with an opportunity to work. It was the uh, it was the daytime. No, not the daytime Emmys. It was the SBS. An opportunity to go to the SBS and like be like a not like a full on producer, but provide some stuff for the event and and get sponsors and. And someone called and said, hey, can you get products and can you get a sponsor for the event? And I was like, yeah, sure, I think I know somebody. And that, what happened was I ended up getting an opportunity to go to the ESPYs, go to the the award show, go to all the parties, do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And what that did was it gave me an opportunity to be around people because I'd started isolating and I was going to this dark place. Again, my intent that day was to die. I wanted to die, and I wanted to die the way that I love to party. That day, that day, that
2: day you were, going and to that day I
0: got the phone call that gave me just enough hope mm-hmm. that I decided that I wasn't going to party that day. Showered at the gym, had my suits with me because you know I was like the the Gucci homeless guy because I had all these <laughs> custom suits, nice watches, and yeah. was in a hundred and five thousand dollar car, which I had no business buying. Mm-hmm. And this is partially why I ended up losing everything. But that day is when I got the opportunity, which inevitably allowed me to start getting some momentum. But that's when I started, I first remember saying, I am so grateful for this. I The first time I'd ever said the words out loud. Yeah. And that started the habit because things just started to magnetically start to come to me and it wasn't money, but it was opportunities and so on. So, it became important to me because it was almost out of desperation that I started the practice. Most people don't turn their life around until when they hit rock bottom. Until something hurts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something hurts bad enough that you yeah. recognize it. Right. right. Cause right. I think I've had about 15 rock bottoms. Yeah. So let's go to the good kid, kid project. Tell everybody what that is.
2: Uh, it's hard to segue into that after that story. Oh, my like, goodness. Well, well, I mean, we'll jump,
0: we're yeah. going to jump around a bunch. So right. There's no telling what we're
2: going to talk about. Uh, so the good kid, I, I'll, I'll back up just a, a touch here because um, I think it makes a difference. I've been a huge animal lover since I was a little boy. So a, little, a, a little kid, um, uh, always loved animals, and and I don't think I was all that different from most kids because most kids do love animals. Sure. Um, but, uh, I was raised as a vegetarian. My, my dad is an anarchist. Um, and my mom grew up on a dairy farm in Southern Minnesota. The two of them got together and, um, they decided that they wanted to, 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 you know, basically raise us as vegetarians.
0: Can you explain to the people that don't know what yeah. an anarchist is? Cause there's a lot of ways that it's used, yeah. but there's a true
2: anarchist. Will you explain it? Well, I can, I can, I'll do my best. I I don't like to speak for other people, uh, but my dad is a, he's a very thoughtful, uh, smart guy uh, who loves history and loves studying history. And he's writing a book uh, um, uh, right now on, on the, on what communism did to Lithuania. Um, But he has a, a, a very strong interest in the individual. And letting individuals live their own lives and not interfering. And uh, I I gravitate toward libertarianism, the non-aggression principle. My dad goes a little further. Say, you know, he understands this more than I do. But he's he's uh, basically opposed to the idea of government, of government coming in and 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 dictating our lives. And so a lot of that speaks to me as well sure Uh, but i i I tend to listen to a lot of the libertarian side of it um and and that's kind of where i fall on the sure on the the spectrum but anyway so so back to the good kid project um i have this huge passion for animals uh became vegan in 2003 grew up vegetarian became vegan in 2003 and started doing more and more animal advocacy Um, i saw what was happening to animals in slaughterhouses um in laboratories um in entertainment and and even around the neighborhood uh just the way that people saw animals as as others who we could do whatever we'd like to do with Mm. if it suits our needs or desires and the same way that i see you know politically see uh, myself as a libertarian i don't want to inflict my will upon you sure nor do i want you to inflict your will upon me I don't want to do that to an animal, and so um, I think that there's a lot of alignment in 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 liberty in liberty movements like libertarianism and animal advocacy generally animal animal rights is is associated with left leftist ideology, sure. but I don't think it I, I don't think it has to be I, I'm totally off script here, but the, this the is not, there's nothing scripted about this, so good. I mean like I said, we may go yeah. To places that you've never even spoke about, yeah. so just go with it.
1: Yeah,
0: whatever you feel cool. led to go with, go
2: with. Well, I wanted to try. I wanted to try to figure out a, a good way for me to make an impact mm. in the world. I want to make a difference. I see all this suffering in the animal, you know, in the animal world, and uh, I can do my part by not, not eating them, not buying products that are made out of them, not not supporting, you know, companies or events that, that exploit them for entertainment. So I can do that for myself. Sure. But how can I get how can I make a bigger impact? Um how can I reach other people? And I thought yeah, my mom is a writer and and I approached her with an idea to create a story series called We're All Animals. <laughs> uh and uh, I act like one most of the time. Well, so yeah, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh I I contend that we are. We are all animals. Um and uh so we did we got together and we created that my mom wrote all of the stories and we got together and kind of brainstormed the ideas and then i worked with a, an amazing illustrator named ruby roth out of l.a um to illustrate the series and we turned it into a like a box set of of stories called we're or we're all animals and it's for kids uh ages four to twelve um and uh and it's all about trying to get kids to start thinking about our relationship with others um, you know, we live in such a—that's what the good project is. The good, the good, good, kid, kid, project the good is? kid project is. Good kid project is all. Yeah. So that's so that's our first product. We're all animals. Uh, the good kid project is something that I'm, you know, developing and, and growing and thinking about going and you know head first all in. Um, so give me an example of some of the stories that are
0: are, are part of this because this sounds interesting to
1: me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like I said, I didn't do a lot of. Re- I have to. I, it's not out of disrespect, and yeah. some people do take it as disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But the way I like to interview is, I truly love to just be reliant on mm-hmm. the spirit to go ask this question, ask yeah. this question, yeah. and just go with it. Because yeah. I don't want to ever do anything the way other people do it. Yeah. So it's not disrespect. Because now, like I'm, like I want my interest to be genuine too. Yeah. And yeah. not something like I knew. So just so you know, it yeah. wasn't to disrespect. I you. didn't think. I didn't. Okay. I didn't think you're. Were- disrespect so can you please go into this because now i'm really genuinely interested uh
2: yeah no i I, that that's not disrespectful to me at all in fact that's kind of the way i like to operate too i I think that a lot more genuine conversations can come from something that's not prepared yeah um of course preparation is important sometimes sometimes as well but um i don't like to prepare for (laughs) anything. i I like the authentic nature
0: especially not to interrupt what you're saying but the way that we met was, it was, you overheard me talking, yeah. and then immediately when we started talking, it was just like, hey, I know you, yeah. and we just started talking, and then we parted ways for a little bit, and then talked again. Yeah. So, like, I want to go with that and figure out what the heck's going on. Right.
2: So, now continue. Sorry. Well, I, I blanked on your question. What, what were you asking? Honey, what did I ask? <laughs>
1: well, you want to know more about- Oh, about the
0: books. Yes, thank you. Okay. Give me some examples of oh, what the yeah. stories so some are. Of, about. Some
2: of the stories, I mean, they're all about they're they're all super short. I should have brought a box set and I didn't. Uh, and I apologize. I'm gonna I'll I'll get one to you. Um, don't say mail it. We don't live that far away. I'll drive it to you. <laughs> Next <laughs> we'll, time we we'll hang we'll out.
0: come, we'll come down to yeah, 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 yeah. Come yeah. to
2: Minneapolis. Um, but anyway, so there's 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 one story about uh, you know these two girls who are they're super excited to go to a, to go to their birthday party. They're going to go get pizza for for one of the girls' birthdays, and uh, they've got to walk the dog first. And so they're out walking the dog, and the and and the girl just keeps yanking the dog. She's just like, "Come on, we got to go. We got to go. We, you know, we're in a hurry. We want to get to the birthday party." The other girl turns and and she says to the to to the birthday girl, she says, "You know, he doesn't care that it's that it's your birthday. Like we we're out on a walk for him. Let's give him." the time and, and the space he needs to do what he, he needs to do. Just a, a, a little simple story about, you know, shifting from focusing on what she wanted to focusing on what the animal wants. And we literally were talking about
0: this this morning with one of our daughters. Really? Yeah. Keep going. Cause yeah. this leads into gratitude. Yeah. Keep going.
2: So that, that, that's the, that's, that's it for that story. And, and then each story comes with Some discussion questions um, and uh, some challenges for the kids to to you know take the lesson a little bit further. But it but kids only need something simple to make it click. Yeah. Like we
0: overcomplicate things, I think. Yeah. With and we do that with ourselves. We get in our own way. Yeah. Instead of, you know, I mean, it's just like I think life is more simple than what we make it. Mm Um, but I like that because that, a kid, can wrap their head around. Exactly. And especially following it up with the questions and then
2: challenges. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're all like that. So that, I mean, it's super short and it seems, as an adult, it seems kind of like a silly little story, but that's what, you know, kids relate to that. And, uh, you know, another story about a, a couple boys who see a, a squirrel in the tree outside their window um, stealing food out of the bird feeder. <laughs> And, uh, sounds like our squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're more fun to watch than the birds, frankly. But yeah. Uh, but anyway, they, um, you know, they 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 say something about the, the squirrel stealing out of the bird feeder to their mom, um, and and shortly thereafter the, the mom hears the cookie jar in the kitchen closing, and uh, the kids are sneaking a cookie, and so the mom just says, squirrels like treats, and so do little kids. And it's just—it's just trying to get kids to start thinking about animals as other individuals. They have needs and desires, and uh, um, you know, thoughts and feelings, just like you and I do. Um, so often, I mean, we just have such a disconnect from other beings, um, mm. and and that's what I'm—that what, what I'd like to repair. I'd like to try to repair. This idea that we are humans, and everything else is beneath us now you know there, there we can have philosophical conversations about that, or we can just keep it as I know they're an individual, and I know that they have desires, and I know that I didn't create them, they're not mine to do with what I please or as I please um, so so I'm going to afford them some respect, but life is not. And I, I say this a lot. and I think I may have said it in the
0: opening. I forgot. Sometimes, sometimes that's an out of body experience. But you know, I don't. Our gifts that we're <sighs> given, like we didn't do anything. We're all born with gifts. I don't care what your beliefs are. Mm-hmm. We're all born with gifts. And 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 and, and sometimes we make them about yeah. us. Yeah. And I think that's when you fall in love with yourself and become Hitler, or you know, like that's because Hitler was gifted. Mm-hmm. I it's not trying to be shocking, but Hitler was gifted, right? To do what he did to influence that many people, mind you, it was for evil, mm-hmm. but that was a gift and he used it. If he would have used it for good, think about the world that he could have changed. Right. So I, our gifts aren't about us. Our purpose isn't about us. Now we get to enjoy the fruits of that, mm-hmm. but I also believe with everything in me that our trauma is not about us. Because the way I see it is, yeah, God knew that there was going to be destruction. God knew that we were going to have pain and sorrow, and we're going to go through trials and tribulations. We're going to have a government that was trying to kill us. God knew this was going to happen. But I believe that He made it us in such a way that we get to take all those things that are coming at us that aren't good, Mm -hmm. we get to use it for good. So when we screw up, or even if it's our addiction or um or, or the the if we were molested or abused well when we start our journey to do the healing which is a lot of it is just talking about it but when we start that now all of a sudden we're opening ourselves up to hey i'm going through this too or i went through this so then we create the space for others to be able to come to us for counsel yeah to like well how did you heal mm-hmm. or they're looking for some type of relation, like, hey, I went through that too. Mm-hmm. And it can form a bond, and sometimes forming that bond and new friendship, and trauma bonding can be dangerous, I get it, and it could open up a whole other can of worms, but there's a way to do it healthy. Mm-hmm. And, and part of our purpose is what we've overcome, in sharing that with the world and using it in such a way that it sets others free. Yeah. So I, I'm a firm believer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's the lessons we learn. How do you how do you then teach that to others? And that's you know that's what it's it's, it's it. We talk about it. You talk about it exactly. I think and that, and that applies to so many different areas of our lives too. I mean, I just uh, I just made this decision to leave my job after ten years. Do they know it yet? They know. Okay. They, I was about yeah, to say because yeah, they know. You know. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything to hide here. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm grateful for that. I, I, you know, this it's been ten years and it's time for me to move on. But um, I'm super grateful for the opportunity that I've had, and it's given sure. me provided stability. I've been able to buy a couple houses and um, just you know live a, a, a nice life, and so I'm grateful for that um but it's time to move on and i uh, like i said when i initially made this decision i didn't know exactly where i was going to go what i was going to do um and you know in the grand scheme of things there's still lots of question marks but i but i'm working i'm working with a book called designing your life um and it's got you know all sorts of little uh, exercises that you do writing exercises and and thinking about my life and um the the kind of my philosophical approach to work, my philosophical approach to life, and how do those coincide? Are they working in in concert with each other? Or are they working against each other? Um, and just through a lot of that thinking, I started realizing, well, the, the Good Kid Project is something that I care deeply about. It speaks to both my interest in animal advocacy and my interest in libertarianism or the non-aggression principle. Sure. sure. And, um and I can tie those two together, and I can make something out of that, right? So, so I'm I, I'm in the process of this right now. I work at a, um, we have a co-working space in Northeast Minneapolis, and the other day there was a lunch and learn um, where I went and listened to um, somebody talk about her business, and I asked several questions throughout and, and made it known that I'm leaving my job and I'm starting to you know think about going into entrepreneurship sure. full time. Just talking about it, like you said, I had three or four people come up to me afterward, and now we're all connected. We're connecting on LinkedIn. We're, I mean, we're in the same building, so um, we're. I'm going to have lunch with the with the woman who presented. Um, It's just talking talking about it then creates connection. I so often feel like through this through the whole COVID thing, all the lockdowns, I just felt so isolated so isolated and getting depressed and I need people yeah I need people and um, just being in this co-working space having those people come up to me and and, and they want to help yeah they know they understand the fear that's involved in starting your own business I mean you've done it you know you you've got this whole thing you and your wife have this whole thing uh, that you created out of thin air um, and maybe you would describe it differently but but you know you, you, Having that Um, sort of, (laughs) and I think that's, that's cool. I don't think there's, I mean, there's hardly anything cooler than somebody who has an idea and decides to create something out of thin air. It's we, it
0: was, we were in a hotel. This is when I was still visiting. This is before I lived here. This is when I kind of made the decision that I wasn't going home and God just, I heard the word go have no idea how I knew what go meant, but I did. It was just went to her, it, it was like, we're forming the foundation. like, And we just, when we did it all, got our 501C back like in two weeks, which is unheard of. And uh, I kind of wish I didn't have the 501C3 now, honestly, uh-huh. but that's a whole other conversation. Um, but we felt led to do it, and it didn't, I, and it made, it. typically when I hear those promptings, it's, well, I don't know where to go. I, like I didn't know what to do or normally I've jumped too far ahead when I'm supposed to wait or wait on confirmation like is this really is this right is this yeah. true? But this time I just knew and I and like I was able to get a vision right after that of all the different things that I've done that made no sense on the surface mm-hmm. for six years all this stuff and, and all of these leaps of faith, all of these random jobs that I took just to survive. Because mm-hmm. getting a job wasn't working. Serving worked and every time I would serve it would lead to an opportunity that somehow either gave me a place to live, yeah. gave me food. Yeah. But it wasn't about money, it was always about we. I was blessed with an opportunity, blessed with something that, an, an asset of some kind. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard that, it was a series of things I was able to look back at like a split second could see everything that I'd done yeah. since being homeless, since my sixth time in jail, since giving my life to the Lord, since all that stuff. I got to see it all and I was like, I have a media company. Yeah. And then I remembered the vision when I was sitting mm-hmm. um, downtown LA studios. Uh, still to this day is the most fun experience that I've had on set ever. Uh, it was the Super Bowl commercial two years ago. We had all of the NFL players. It was called The Greatest Game. Mm-hmm. and it was the 100-year anniversary of the NFL, and I am kid you not, Dick Buckus, uh, Jim Brown, like all of the legends, Terry Bradshaw, uh, Michael Irvin, I mean, all of them were there. Peyton Manning was there, mm-hmm. and I got to be a body double in that commercial yeah, for uh, uh, Brian Erlacher, oh, yeah. which by the way, I was bald at the time and he had hair, so I don't know how that worked, <laughs> but it did. He was bald when he played. Okay. But anyway, I remember being on set that day and looking around at all of the different businesses that were being supported by this one commercial. Mm-hmm. And I just had the thought, what if we viewed ourselves as if we were the center, I, like this commercial is now the center of the universe mm-hmm. for all of these businesses. Right. So they're supporting the businesses, but they're there employed because of this commercial. Right. So what if we as humans viewed ourselves that way And then so now all of your intellectual property and everything, and I started to see, this is how a media company operates. Mm -hmm. This was two years ago. So when I heard God say go, it all like piled on right after that, and we just moved forward. Had no idea that we were gonna be blessed. And this is the cool thing about steps of faith. Like you're about to, you're being challenged with your step of faith, right? I believe that's how you get to see God work miracles in your life, because you're testing The faith, you felt led to quit your job to do what you're doing, to build the good kid project, to go all in. That leap of faith, when you're finally detached from that and you leave it behind, Mm -hmm. you're gonna see why. And that happened for us. We got hired to make our first movie. We uh, got our own broadcasting network, which was a big part of the vision that I had had, that I just, like, I don't have the money for this, how's this gonna happen? Well. You know, uh, kingdom rules, money doesn't really factor into any of that because it's, it's about service. It's about your fellow man. It's about Mm -hmm. community Mm -hmm. and all of the service I had done over that time is started just providing all of these different opportunities for us. So it was a dream, but it was from being obedient to the step in faith. Mm -hmm. So this for you is going to open up a whole new world.
2: I certainly hope so.
0: What's your biggest fear around it?
2: failure my biggest fear is that yeah I've got this idea I've got something that I want to accomplish and as I've tried you know I've I've tried and failed in business before and and so this is this is the good kid project is actually a for-profit it's not a non-profit it's a for-profit business Um, forgive me I I got that wrong no that's okay um but I I I for a short period of time, I ran a, a digital magazine called Compassionate Man. It's all about highlighting and celebrating guys who are doing good things for animals. We have, you know, so often we have this idea that men are supposed to be macho, and and you know, we we glamorize hunting and we glamorize uh, men eating meat, and and uh, and and so I was just trying to shift that a little bit and 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 show a different side. Um, great concept, I think. And I, you know, I still own compassionate man.com not doing anything with it, but, um, it was an absolute business failure. I, I lost tons of money. And I mean, even with this current venture, I've just lost money. Yeah. You know, I sell box sets, um, uh, now and again, but I'm not selling a lot. And so my fear is that I'll put a ton of effort into this and it won't fly and I'll have to you know, go back to writing a resume and working for somebody else, which I don't want to do. Right. I, I mean, at this point, I don't want to do it. If, if the right opportunity came up, you know, to partner with somebody else, but um, uh, that that's my fear.
0: Well, one of the ways that, and I don't want to go, have you ever thought about starting a podcast to support it? Because I mean, you I have all the assets in place, yeah. which is, you know, like people that invent products or create courses and yeah. things like that. Yeah they all start podcasts, but mm-hmm. very few actually recognize what they have around them because mm-hmm. that's a product placement tool. Mm-hmm. That's something that will help support it. And so follow me if you will. Yeah. But so the Good Kid Project, you're creating these books. Well, that's one avenue, right? The books. Oh, no. Oh, camera. Let me help. Let me- Stupid AI. Sit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you little turd. Hold on. Sit. <laughs> Gotta love AI. I, I knew the hand signals were gonna get me. Oh, is that so it, Was that oh, what yeah, happened? Oh yeah, it picks up on hand okay. signals. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, well, we're back.
0: And I talk with my hands. So it's the worst. I turn it off all the time. So when I'm doing my individual broadcast, yeah. I just it looks like I'm doing sign language. But <laughs> so anyway, but the podcast, yeah. and then especially with you if you do video and audio. You create different connectivity points. So, where you're trying to, when people take this thing that they're trying to sell mm-hmm. and they use that, that's one line towards people. Yeah. But when you create connectivity points, which means a different type of content that's distributed, yeah, right? Right. But then you have them interconnect. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to watch my hand signals here so I don't make this yeah. stupid <laughs> camera follow me again. <laughs> But you, you make things interconnect. So what that does is it builds your reach. Yeah. And so the, the vision that I was given initially that made no sense was claim the land. Yeah. That's what I heard from God. And I was like, well, I'm not in real estate. My mom is, what do you mean by this? And she's like, digital. Mm-hmm. And so I learned when I first started my talk show on a phone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, I set it up for distribution and mass distribution before I even had an audience I still don't have an audience, some of the places I distribute, mm-hmm. but whatever, I have the land, right? right? Because you never know. And so little by little I was given the strategy. So if you that's something that's on your heart to do, yeah. my point is yeah. that from the marketing side of it, the commercial side of it, the media side of it, because yeah. every business that's out there, I mean, that commercial that we ran at the very beginning, yeah. it's about preparing you for the future of media. Mm-hmm because we're all going to be individual media companies moving forward. You won't be able to avoid it because it, in the end, and there's a, this goes further than what I'm about to say, much further, but it is our last line of defense against AI taking our jobs. Mm-hmm. Is if you do not want to be controlled by AI, because mm-hmm. that's where we're going, and it sounds crazy to some people, but I can prove it all day long that that's where we're heading, Um, This is part of the fourth industrial revolution is, but we, the way that we can stay true to us and what we were created in God's image, and we can live the life of our dreams. Mm -hmm. The way we're able to do that is the knowledge of media and knowing how to utilize it. And so that's what our nonprofit does. So we work with people like you Mm -hmm. and what your passion is and your dream, because if you know, even the most basic media, you can take what you're doing
2: to a whole new heights, and it's not difficult to do. We'll see right there. That, I mean, that 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 could be the reason I met you, right? I Maybe. mean, I, I, this is this is among many, among many. I think I, that that is actually something that has intrigued me in the past, and I I'm I'm afraid, um, I'm always afraid that I'm not going to have enough to talk about. And I, and I understand, like, you know, with the podcast, you bring guests in, you talk to them, you hear their story, and, and, and so you don't necessarily have to to talk a lot. I'm just afraid of running out of things to say. Um, you know, some people have a, you have a, a great gift for Gab, and I think, you know, and I'm not saying I'm terrible, but uh, that, that's just the fear that I have.
0: But not everybody wants to listen to someone Gab. Yeah. Especially with what I talk about. Like, I talk about some crazy stuff. That a lot of people don't want to hear, and like, and it makes people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, our, our our book and movie, "The Devil Inside Me," and mm-hmm. yeah. like, I mean, it's not for everybody. Right. I mean, our editor had a hard time reading it. Right. <laughs> it's <was> like <laughs> she read one chapter at a time, and I was like, "That's how it was designed to be written." Yeah. That's why it's an episodic. Um, but it 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 it's not. But you speak what you're led to talk about. Mm-hmm. And when you speak from the heart, you can never go wrong. And like your intellectual property, like I'm sure there's a deep seated reason why you chose. I mean, I know that your mom factored into this, but I'm sure there's something deep rooted about your childhood, about why you're doing the Good Kid Project. I'm sure there's something there. We don't have to go there, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I'm passionate about helping and serving the, the misfits, the outcasts, the junkies, the the demon possessed, yeah. the homeless, the the, the castaways, the shunned from society. Mm-hmm. Because I'm that guy. I still am. Yeah. I have my crap together now. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, most of the time. <laughs> okay, honey. How uh, how long how much
1: You're doing much better.
0: Thank you, honey. So I appreciate that. Jeez. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. But I I I <laughs> I'm that, but I'm still a misfit at heart. Yeah. I can walk into church and go, these aren't my people. Even though we serve the same God, I don't always feel like they're my people. The people I'm, I'm drawn to, the hookers, prostitutes, and junkies, and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And, I, and my wife. <laughs> and why she's chosen to love me, I have no idea, but I love her very much. Okay. Um, but anyway, the point is that we, but we have our people and that's why our stories are so important. So what we all share, mm-hmm. and this what you're talking about, I would say eight out of 10 people I meet yeah. have the same fear, right. not understanding that how important everything that you've been through in your life, mm-hmm. everything you've accomplished, all matters, mm-hmm. and it matters to someone else. Like not everybody can digest my story, yeah, but your story they can. Yeah. Even the fact that you're like, I haven't started a gratitude practice yet because, well, I just don't know. I'm like distracted and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've got all this stuff going on. Do you know how many people relate to that? Yeah. More people than not don't have a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that it's the end all be all. It just sure helps. Yeah. Because when you can get to the place where you can find gratitude in your trauma, Mm -hmm. it kind of makes you bulletproof. Yeah. It's a beautiful
2: thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and like I said, I'm new at the whole gratitude thing. And the, you know, the, the, the few experiences that I've had with it have already been like, I, I what you said earlier resonated with me. Like you're not going to see results right away or probably not going to see results right away. And I say the same thing about meditation. Um, you know, I'm an advocate for meditation. I, I sit down and, and, and meditate as often as, as I, I, can or as often as I make time to do it, um, and I don't always see results. You know, I don't always feel better afterward. Mm-hmm. I don't always, um, you know, feel like my mind is is um, more present. But I I I think like I got to give this the the benefit of the doubt. I have to just keep going with the practice, and I think that that's the same thing with gratitude. I have there there have been mornings when I've done this. I, I do this. Thank you meditation. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. It's, and and that's and, gratitude by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. okay I was I'm just saying grat- like, that's gratitude. It's gratitude. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but <laughs> this guy calls it the thank you meditation. And, and for whatever reason, I listened to it one morning and I, you know, repeated everything that he said almost out loud. And um, I legitimately feel like my days are way better when I do that. And I, and I'm, um, you know, connections are, are happening Mm -hmm. that weren't happening before. And I don't know, you know, whether that's just happenstance and it certainly could be, but, um, but like I said, I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. And even if there is nothing mystical about this, even if there's nothing mystical about it, what does it hurt? What does it hurt to say? Thank you. Nothing. What does it hurt to, in my (laughs) heart, be truly grateful for the connection you and I have? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's super cool. I like that.
0: So, uh, gosh, I love it. When This is the only problem about not being scripted is sometimes you forget what you're going to It ask. just
2: flies right out of your head. Yeah, it was just,
0: yeah. Um, you're, 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 so meditation. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the six-step guided meditation by Vishen Lenakhani?
2: No, I know who you're talking about, but I haven't, I, I don't know about that. No. It, and I, I
0: met him. In uh, at the Serious Hair. Mm. So I used to formulate products and work with skincare and things okay. like that. So I went to Serious Hair and got to hear him speak and I, I'd already had his book. I'd read his book, it's, that and the Bible are my two favorite books ever. Mm-hmm. And it was called Code of the Extraordinary Mind because it made me realize that all these things in my head, I'm yeah. not crazy. Like this, this, this desire to do these things that I wasn't doing yet. Mm-hmm. It made it make sense. It, it helped me really learn to trust myself, and so then I didn't wasn't into the Bible at the time. But then when I got into the Bible, it made the Bible make more sense, and it was very very helpful. But I got to, when I got to meet him, I was shaking. Were you because that meditation yeah. in his in his lectures in his book? I, I mean, so I, I talked about identities before. So one of the things that I've really struggled with in part of my healing and where I kind of set myself back is when I switched to a different altar, having multiple personalities. Mm-hmm. And it's really been in the last week, week and a half that I've like stayed me the longest period of time that I recognize. Mm-hmm. But back then, and I and this is that that's a new thing for me. This is years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I woke up not knowing who i was woke up going what, what what am i who am i so much confusion around everything about my identity mm-hmm. and and then i but i had these big dreams too these big dreams and big visions and i saw scary stuff mm-hmm. and i saw lots of evil and i was faced first with evil all the time but yet i had these promising dreams and i and they always clashed with each other but I realize that both can be true. Cameron, Dad, it. get your butt over here. This is why AI is taking over the world, and I'm here to stop it. Okay, um, <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I talk sweet to it, and then it, I talk with my hands too much.
2: Sometimes it just stays put.
0: Well, I, when I make it, it, but it listens to hands only. <laughs> it listens to hands. Spirit fingers. <laughs> it, did I even make it move? Did I? <laughs> anyway, so that book helped me really see that all of it can be true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because my dreams were nightmares for so long. And that's kind of like the world that we're heading into now. But the part of it was that when I really connected with God's promises are true. And those dreams and visions you have are also true and they kind of work together and your purpose is somewhere in all of that. And it was really confusing at first, but for the first time, instead of just constantly fighting against myself, Mm -hmm. I was able to move forward because when you don't, you doubt yourself and you don't know who you are and you don't know your identity, it
2: makes it really hard to take steps in faith. Why do you think you were fighting against yourself? Well,
0: for one, um, is because the different altars have completely different ideas about how to live. Mm -hmm. Completely different. Um, Everything from around sexuality to my beliefs to what was real, what wasn't. Um, I mean, and it literally, we could go many different directions. Right. But I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't I, like my dream was to be a talk show host on pitch products mm-hmm. but at the same time in those same visions mm-hmm. and that same desire was I could see myself traveling the world helping people serving in villages and, mm-hmm. and 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 just helping people that I knew in the visions that were in need yeah but I also saw myself doing these things that looked like I was on stage and I was broadcasting and I was doing mm-hmm. all this I never believed it was true. I mean, people ask me all the time, if you could do anything, what right. would it be? Right. And I love my job. I worked with complex disabilities for 18 years. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, to this day, she'll tell you, if I see a power wheelchair, I'm like, I get geeked <laughs> out and like, I wanna go talk to them. And right. they're like, who is this strange dude? But like, I, cause I I, I can relate. i mm-hmm. not from being disabled, um, but I, I, I got to know those situations, yeah. and again, every day for 18 years. Like I didn't take days off work. I right. loved what I did, right. but my dream was mm-hmm. something much different. But like had I not figured out that no, this is what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. and 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 it started with that phone call. Yeah. With like, will you come help with this event? That's how I got into event production. Mm-hmm. Event production landed me on set for my first movie, which landed my first, I was just supposed to be there to bring energy, but it, I had shaved my head. Someone goes, well, you look menacing. Can you play this part? And they saw my tattoos and I'm like, yeah, I've watched professional wrestling. I can do that. Yeah. But then that led to a part. Then it led to a speaking role. And like little by little, all these little reminders that I was on the right path. Yeah. I wasn't seeing the promised land yet. I was still not an overnight yeah. celebrity. Right. But I would get these little reminders that I was on the right path, and then here we go. Years later, riots happen. I, I think I'm moving back to Los Angeles, Southern California, and and here it is. I'm visiting her in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, I'm staying in Minnesota. Going, well, crap. I'm never going to make this dream come true. Mm-hmm. But then the riots broke out. I hear the word "go," and now. Everything that I thought I was gonna be doing in LA that still want to do in LA, mm-hmm. we get to do here. And it's amazing. Yeah. But it's because even though I do slip into in and out of different identities sometimes, for the most part, I have most of them convinced <laughs> that this is the direction we're going. Yeah. Yeah. They're like all on the same page. Right. But that has been with well, two aren't. <laughs> four are but two aren't and they suck anyway so anyway um the point is and I know this all sounds really really strange but it took me also doing the work to heal and all that that helped me now there's still there's still things that are not certain Mm -hmm. but I have enough to go on and I also trust my discernment I trust the spirit inside me that it's going to guide me, and every time it prompts me to do something crazy, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, really? Heck, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't ask twice. Mm. I, I and and it it has made all of the difference. And I've seen through exercising faith that God always shows up on time, mm. and it's the coolest experience of my life. So why I'm so obsessed with talking about promises of God, dreams, your purpose. For me, like every devotional I read now is about dreams and purpose because when you know what that is or you are willing to take a step in faith into that, Mm -hmm. that is the one thing I know for sure, even beyond gratitude, those steps of faith are when people get to experience God the most. And most of the people I know and love don't have the same relationship with God that I do. I'm not saying I'm perfect at all. It's just that I know that is where you get to see God show up. I don't see it always in gratitude. I don't Mm -hmm. see it through other things. I I do see it in service and serving others. And that always pulls me out of the funk. But pursuing purpose is I believe is where you see God. And that to me, and that faith is the one thing that is going to help people survive what's coming. Mm -hmm. Not to go eerie. But we're going to see hell on earth, and and there's only going to be a certain set of people that are going to be able to withstand it, and I believe it's the people that know the truth inside. Hmm.
2: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's incredibly powerful. <laughs> I mean, literally, the, the this idea of following your purpose. First of all, I, I sometimes I question whether we have one purpose. Um, you know, are there are there different. Um, chapters of our lives or different things that we uh, want to accomplish and, and take stabs at them at different points in our lives. Um, but I, I mean, I've, I've been covering stuff up out of fear for ages, years, decades, um, wanting to speak out about certain things and not because, because of fear. Of your job? losing your job? Fear of uh, being canceled. I mean, like I said, you know, in the world of animal advocacy is very much dominated by, by leftism, and and I'm, I'm I'm generalizing, and and it's, it's prob- it probably not fair to. But it, they're it, the same people that are is. talking about global warming with their private jets. Right. Right. Exactly. So I. I. So, I, so and and I re- and I reject leftism. Okay. And I, You know. I certainly could get in trouble here just by saying that Um, but I I, I, I believe in (laughs) I believe in freedom and I believe in um, you know pursuing our path I mean what you guys are doing is exactly what I believe most in in the world is just letting individuals be them be themselves do you just don't interfere with somebody else's ability to do the same thing and and so um, i love what you're doing and 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 because it is so scary when you don't know and i'm there i don't know but i'm taking a step and and that's what i i feel like you know with that phone call that you got and then that first job that you took and then other doors started opening and you started seeing your path and you've started feeling like a connection to god and i i don't necessarily use that word um but I'm, I'm open to all of it. Yeah. God has a lot of
0: names. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, 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 I'm not, uh, I'm probably one of the few Christians that, and I don't even call myself a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ because I really try to avoid the whole religion thing because it's hurt a lot of people, including me. I get my hurt by religion every day, yeah. but I've learned that God has many names. Um and ultimately he's our creator. Now I do believe that Jesus is our savior. I do. And 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 for me and the experience that I had my sixth time in jail, <laughs> like I like ISIS could have me or ISIS K, whatever the new government created yeah. terrorist organization is, um, they could have me like in a beheading machine, mm. like denounce your faith. I'm like, Yeah, here's the problem. I can't like yeah. I, I can't deny that moment. Right can't deny the blessings and the supernatural experiences that I've had and like my like even though I believe spiritual but not religious is a little woo woo for me I do believe they get it closer to what Jesus is and about than what most Christians do Yeah, because it is very spiritual I believe that the I believe the spiritual world I gotta quit talking on my hands (laughs) <laughs> we need interns honey um we i do believe that the spiritual world is more real in the real world and i think that the world's about to see that so it's it, again that's a deep crazy conversation yeah. but what this is also where i believe that i think we have all these superhero movies
1: yeah
0: and the reason why people are drawn to it is because we know there's a hero inside of us, yeah, and we sure. all have our own hero's journey. Mm-hmm. We're all about to experience just how much of a superhero we really are. I yeah. really
2: believe that. Well, I mean, that's—I uh, don't know if you follow um, Donald Miller at all. He, no, he, who's that? He—he—he's um, got a company. Well, he wrote a book called Story Brand, and it's you write off, that down, babe. Yeah, it's a phenomenal book. Um, I, he's evolving his business, I think, and so I, I'm not even sure if they call it Story Brand anymore, but. Um, but it's all about that, you know, that hero's journey, and you know, doing your marketing through the lens uh, that everybody wakes up every day and they are the hero of their story. And so, how do you, how do you um, help them tell that story? How do you help that? How do you help them through that? You be, you become the guide. I'm not sure why I went here. You just talked <clears throat> talked about the heroes. I journey. told you we are going to go a lot of different directions. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's what I do, I just Can't think, help it. I just think that it's a, <laughs> it's such a it's such a good. Um, know if you're if you're interested in marketing and all we all have to be if we've got our own businesses you've got to um got to help people uh you've got to help guide people yeah you know you, you don't become the hero they are the hero your customer is the hero so anyway i i just think it's a it's a great model great marketing model but um yeah i i'm
0: driven to create Like um, for me, it's about creating other superheroes Mm -hmm. and like in in helping other people make those dreams come true because they all, to me, it all aligns. And I'm not good. Like to some degree, yes, I want the spotlight on me. Mm -hmm. That's a, that is is true, but there's a reason why because I was created to take the bullets. I know that. And denying that side of me is wrong. Like I like to perform. I mean, I like the. I love to DJ. I love, you know, being on stage. I love writing. I love being in the hot seat and being yeah. answering the tough questions. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mission, though, is and I there's a um, there's a group of people specifically that I think of every time, and it's and they it, it, it it's not just people in third world countries, but. The ministry that I'm a part of in Oklahoma City called, it's called the Word of God Church. And I swear to you, and my percentages may be off a little bit, but for the most part, I would say that 98% of the congregation is either an ex-con or a convict. Mm, Like, it's not much more. I mean, yeah, there's some people that, you know, relatively normal people there. yeah, But for the most part, it's a bunch of, well, misfits and outcasts, like my people. And I, how I found that ministry is a crazy story we don't have time for, but it's funny. But I think about them, and every time that I was doing this broadcast there, uh, it, when, we, when there was a congregation, well, there it is again, but I'm gone from there now. Mm-hmm. But I was doing Gratitude Unfiltered there. And it really helped me see just how it is that people just don't believe in their dreams. Yeah. They, and, and how people get stuck in believing that you know they've committed these crimes they were abusers they've been abused they were junkies they were mm-hmm. deadbeats they were bad dads well for me I was fortunate I was all of those things but the one difference between me and them was that I was born into a successful home
1: mm-hmm.
0: I I was blessed to be able to go to the country club and play golf every day right. I was blessed to have everything I needed never had to worry mm-hmm. uh you know my Parents were, you know, my mom is the a patron saint of awesome, but my dad was a rock star and a, an awesome businessman, and I didn't have a good relationship with him. But for the like I had like everything you could imagine. I was born into a good situation. Mm-hmm. Did trauma hit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I knew what success looked like. I knew the discipline that it took to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's something that has served me well. And I know that I'm blessed. Yeah. However, I still did all of the bad, evil things. I still couldn't get a job at Walmart if I wanted one. I don't want one. Um, and So I'm grateful for the intellectual property that I have, the, 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 what, the home that I grew up in because it allowed me to see that. Mm-hmm. But I believe that God still took me through hell. I went, still had that journey, my own hero's journey, so that I could show other people out. And so going back to that audience, a lot of my messaging was about dreams and visions and hope and your purpose and what God created you for. It's easy for me to believe that because I've seen the other side. Right. So many people don't, but it is my life's mission and why we give away all of our resources and why we, you know, through to the people that qualify and the ministries and the nonprofits that are out serving mm-hmm. is because, one, we can't do it alone, but two, we really, really believe that your stories and what you went through matter and not everybody can afford ten, twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 to get media training. Yeah. So we wanna be able to give it to the people that have been cast aside, the ones that aren't, the ones that can write the checks mm-hmm. because their purpose is just as important as anyone else's, As yeah, that. money. That's- and that is our mission. And so we've been blessed and equipped with that um, the the tools to be able to do that and it's the coolest thing yeah I don't know what led me down that path but
2: none, nonetheless no I, I, that, it's, it's, it's what we do I'd I love what you guys do I think it's super cool I mean to encouraging people to to be who they are and to, to live their life and to tell their story and to speak their words I mean so so many of us we just don't do that we don't do it, We're, it we we uh, for whatever reason you know there are lots of reasons fear. Um, you don't have a platform, or, feel like or whatever it is. You feel like you have nothing to say. Um, th- there's just so many, so many ways we, we avoid doing what we were born to do, um, and and I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, you know, I was thinking about trying to find a job to pay me two hundred thousand dollars a year and live really comfortably and. And I could pursue that. I don't know if I would find something. I don't know if I have the relevant experience. But but then I thought, well, this, but that doesn't align with like what's my purpose? My purpose is not to make two hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean that, to me, that sounds like a lot of money. To some people, it probably sounds like very little. But um, but it has nothing to do with what I want to do and accomplish in life. And I there are a lot of animals to save and a lot of uh, minds to to help shift and what's your soul worth what do you
0: mean well so to me everything you've just said yeah is the price on my soul is two hundred thousand dollars right meaning you know inside what you really want to do and that's the problem and this is why the code of the extraordinary mind is so powerful is we are indoctrined into our religion we, we, we take our parents' religion for the most part. Mm-hmm. We do the jobs. We go to school for the things that our parents tell us we should. We right. get the job, they trained us to do this. We have the beliefs that we have mm-hmm. for the most part, our core beliefs happen because that we're told that's what we should believe. Yeah, And that's a lot of what that book, it's like breaking out of this matrix of doing what we're told and denying what we know is right. Are you talking about the, the Vision Lecani book? Yeah, Code okay. of the Extraordinary Mind. Okay, that's a big part of. I've got to read that book. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's amazing. Okay, and it's something that you can go back to, like kind of like the Bible. I mean, and it it craps on religion pretty hard, and I don't blame it honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I didn't have my experience with Jesus, then I would probably feel again he's going after organized religion, and what the Jesus for me is a totally different experience than. Yeah. Religion, that said, yeah. you can go back to that book, just open up any place in the book and there's something there that's really powerful.
2: Yeah, no, that's cool, that's a great, um, I'm always looking for book recommendations. It's, so that, it's what I'm awesome. So that's on my list. And it really, but the thing is, is that it gets to,
0: I always tell people when I post the things that I do that are you know relatively opinionated and trying to, and it goes against the grain and the norm, I don't even want people to take my word for it. Mm-hmm. Like I want for them to remove mm-hmm. the distractions so that they can see the truth of themselves or leave leave the breadcrumbs out for people yeah. to go to the truth themselves because it's not my job to convert people. Right. I'm not enrolling people into a program. It's not what I'm trying to do. This yeah. is it's a personal relationship mm-hmm. because I promise you the things that I've been asked or felt led to do somebody else trying to do the same thing. It's not going to work for them. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: it's no, run your own race. That makes, that makes all the sense in the world to me because I was, when I first became vegan, I was, I was a serious jerk. I mean, I, I turned <laughs> I mean, off. I turned, I, I, turned be too. I turned more people off to the idea of veganism than I, than I, than the other way around. And, um, and for because I was understandably, I was just incredibly angry about mm-hmm. what we're doing. I I peeked behind the curtain. I looked at, at what we're doing to animals. I don't know if you've ever watched any of the undercover footage of it. Ba- it of does what bother what we, me. what we do to animals, and and it's just it blows your mind. Blew my mind, and I I'm an emotional person. I could not stop crying. It's it's almost like PTSD. Um, and uh and i and i thought this is this this can't be i cannot allow this to happen and so i became vegan i was vegetarian my whole life anyway but then i cut out the the the, the last few products that were that came from animals and and then it was my mission to make everybody else convert to become vegan and you probably know how that went. It didn't go so well. No, cause I would have thrown stuff at you too. That's right. That's right. I, and, and, and that's, and, and I don't blame people for it because you can't convert people. All you have all, all. So I've, I've had it. So I've got a few people in my life who are, who have shown me a new way. One guy's named Paul Shapiro. Um, Sounds familiar. he's, uh, he wrote a book called clean meat. He worked for the humane society of the United States for many years and now runs a, uh, company called um, The Better Meat Co. Uh, but anyway, uh, so he, he always had this friendly approach. He had a very friendly approach. And um, he's very well spoken, you know, writes well, everything else. Uh, but, but he wasn't turning people off. He was turning people on to these ideas. He was simply opening minds and and then another person wayne piselli also from the humane society of the united states uh, was the same way um didn't throw stones didn't criticize but rather got people to start thinking hmm. and and so i decided that's the way i want to be i want to do that i want to be friendly or i want you know i like we all want to be liked right and and so once i shifted and I, and I started talking to people and, and understanding where they are. I, you didn't grow up the way I did. You maybe haven't seen the things that I've seen. That's right. And, um, and so meeting people where they are, I think, is really important. And Very biblical, too, by the way. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it is. It really right, is. Right. A lot of what you're saying reminds me. I have a neighbor who I, who I met, and I want I actually want to uh, get to know him a little bit better. He runs something and you maybe know I don't know much about religion and um but uh shoot I think I did something
0: ah, <laughs> Now the camera likes him.
2: Uh I got to stop Come talking with my hands.
0: <laughs> Get
1: your butt over. It. No.
0: Golly, that's so funny. Okay. No, you stay still. <laughs> All right. I'll stop talking with my hands. behind the, No, I'm talking with my hands, too. It's so bad. Okay. There we go. Now you can see everyone see the green screen behind the scenes here. Oh, my gosh. How funny.
2: Okay. It works. You were saying, uh, quit anyway, talking yeah. with your hands, dude. I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'll stop. I'll sit on my hands. Um, no, but this this neighbor of mine runs, uh, It. it I, I think he's part of something called Huff. Mm-hmm. Are you aware of Grunerhof? No. I wasn't either, but he talks a lot like you. Where he is, it's it's a Christian-based or Christ-centered um, program, or or maybe even a sect or church. Um, I sound like an absolute moron right now. No, but no Anyway, no. He, he talks about the same sort of stuff. You know, like they uh, they they appeal Jesus is his contention that he was there for the the drunkards and the the prostitutes and you know the the, the troubled people. Yeah, the people who um, had lost their way, like that. Those are the people who he, you know, brings in, and so a lot of what you're saying kind of reminds me of what they're doing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going after the converted, I, and
0: and even our approach, like with our the movie and our book, like we wrote it in such a way that it wasn't supposed to be like. I, I mean, it is still my dream to be able to go speak in churches. Yeah, in um, and, and, and really the reason why is because I've been rejected from so many.
2: Mm.
0: I've, early on in my faith, going to men's Bible studies, because I was seeking, and I needed a mentor, and I needed, you know, and I'm rough around the edges, and relationships are tough for me, Mm -hmm. um, hence being divorced three times, and uh, you know, and why I'm so grateful for her, but even as a father, as, as friendships are tough, business relationships are tough, like is all, the minute I, Get a feeling that I don't like. I'll, I'll, I mean, I will napalm that bridge. Yeah. And if I can't trust you, <laughs> like, and I and I used to take things personally, but that happened a lot to me at the church. Mm. But if I again, I think God knew I needed a supernatural experience to get it mm-hmm. because I'd seen supernatural evil. I needed supernatural goodness because if not, I was going to get frustrated at them. And, and, and lash out at them mm-hmm. for turning their back on me or after they heard parts of my testimony and to, to not be welcome back yeah. you know or to not be made to feel welcome back or and I'm not talking about something that was delusional in my head like it was obvious right. that I was not welcome back right and this kept happening and i other preachers not would make promises that they were going to do stuff and they wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I had to really understand and and get it through my head, and it took time. That they are human too; they are not perfect. And what I love about this platform, because technically, not even technically, officially, this is a ministry, Mm -hmm. and and that would be looked at as some in religious circles are. Well, wait a second—you have a non-believer on your program, or you're playing gospel house music. Like, what? Who do you (laughs) think you are? I'm doing what I feel led to do. And you know what, when I do that, I'm good and I, and God's got me and I, and not everything is supposed to be picture perfect and pretty and, and going after the converted to me is a waste of energy. And even my approach with the non converted, it's just going, it's just being there. This was my life. These are my, even my current struggles. And even when I'm screw up now, I had a a month long switch where I was somebody I didn't want to know. She got to see the demon demon light, not the one, But she saw it up close. But we got through it. And we did it together. And I talked about it. I don't act like I'm perfect. I refuse to do that. I'm good. If I'm an evangelist, I'm going to be the evangelist that talks about, yeah, I told somebody to go F themselves yesterday. Mm -hmm. I just checked out that chick's boobs for about five minutes longer than I should have. Right. I'm going to talk about it because I'm not going to be a victim or, or um, I'm not going to silence myself or keep secrets because I know what that can do. And so I want my life and my journey is to show people the power of truth and just letting things off your chest. Mm-hmm. So many people, and I'm sure you can relate to this, whether it's personally or even in your own family, mm-hmm. we hang on to our other family members' secrets or if we're being abused, women especially, but men are abused too. And we hang on to those secrets he's beating me but I can't let anybody know and then what happens you isolate I think you had a conversation with your friend about this Jess um, I remember when I was in LA this woman has been holding on to a secret for 60 years that her husband was raping and abusing her wow. but was protecting the children is what she had in her mind right so she was miserable but because she was miserable she couldn't be present for her kids. Mm-hmm. Like our secrets kill us. Yeah, And so I want my life to be an example of what it is when you have no secrets, which probably is a little stressful for some, but it's for me the only way to live. Yeah. And now no one can ever hold anything over my head. Right. Even as a man of God, the freaking, the guy that was the head of Liberty University that just got busted by the pool boy because he, they were in a coupled relationship. Yeah. This is the guy who's a preacher wow. and him and his wife, and they've got this thing. And I completely understand it. But the thing is, you're keeping it a secret.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I understand those perverse desires and, and all of them. I completely do. Because mm-hmm. believe me, my stuff was way darker than that. Yeah. If it even has to be looked at as dark, I don't know. But the point is, keeping it a secret mm-hmm. set them up to be a victim of that secret. Yeah. I refuse to live that way. And I think that a lot of believers and religious people <laughs> fall into those traps. And that's one that I will never fall into.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of um, liberation in in letting go of that and not letting it control you. Um, I've got them. I've got I've got stuff that I'm uncomfortable talking about. in um, in and, and it's what? mild, it's mild. It's what mild. What is, is like it? no one's it, it, watching? It,
1: <laughs> yeah, big <didn't> <laughs> one.
2: No, no, no. I mean, nothing, nothing salacious. Uh, actually. No. So what, what I was going to say is that, uh, it's, it's totally PG, but it's, it's the whole thing that I was talking about before. Like if I, if I really talk about the way I see the world, I've basically been silent for the last year and a half, two years with the whole George Floyd thing going down, Black Lives Matter. Um, I live in the heart of it. I live in South Minneapolis. It's incredibly liberal. Um, but I don't share a lot of those views. And so um, I've been kind of afraid because I've seen what, what happens to people who speak up. I've seen what happens to um, people who speak their truth they're they're silenced they're shut down they're they're uh made to feel horrible about themselves um you know they're run out of their jobs Hmm. all sorts of things and so i've basically just decided well i'm just going to keep my mouth shut Hmm. i'm not going to say what i think is my truth um and and that doesn't feel good that doesn't feel good it builds up inside i have resentment for you know resentment others that really they don't deserve because it's me doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm the one not speaking my truth, you know? And so I don't know. I'm I'm warming up to the idea of saying like, you know what, what do I have to gain from from hiding from you know hiding myself, hiding, I don't really have anything to gain because in the end I'm gonna lose.
1: In mm-hmm. the end I'm
2: gonna lose that way. And so um you know, I'm just warming up to like, how do, how do I do this? How do I speak about this in a in a good way?
0: Well, you can start by saying Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization funded by George Soros, and um, they have no good <laughs> intentions for the world. They're a terrorist organization. And um, if you follow the money trail, you'll start to realize that they were a part of the problem of what we have going on in the world right now. They were planned unleashing. They're demonic. They belong in hell. And um, they're going to go down like everybody else because all evil will be destroyed. And that's a fact. Here's the thing. I appreciate the hope that Black Lives Matter gave some minorities. But where the hell are they when little girls in our city Mm -hmm. are being shot on trampolines? They weren't there. Where were they when Larry Elder, who was running for the recall election in California, was assaulted by a white woman in a monkey costume. Where was Black Lives Matter then? Where's Black Lives Matter been the last few months? The fact is they were an organized terrorist group brought to deliver terror and bring fear into communities and to unstabilize the community. There's a thing called um, social... It, it's, a, it's 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 a redistribution of wealth through um, through like chaos. I forgot what it's called, but it's a planned event. Mm-hmm. and they do things specifically where they do it. Lake Street was targeted for a reason. Watch, actually, you can see who's starting to buy the land. Mm-hmm. It's It's the players that are involved that are pushing the vaccines. It's all the same people. Mm-hmm. I wish I could remember the word it's but it's 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 put it not good it yeah. is sinister and so basically as you go in you riot you destroy you yeah. loot you you protect yeah. you protect some trucker you sit still okay you stop be nice and just sit still and i'll quit talking go. with my hands They specifically target because some people are like, well, why didn't they burn that building? But they burn those. Mm. It's about insurance. It's about transference of power of paper. It is a it's a scam.
1: Yeah,
0: there's some amazing videos about it Mm -hmm. that really break it down. And it doesn't stop with Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. It goes into all of the different where there's been terrorists and what's happening in Portland. But even over the years, like this is a thing that really, really happens and the evidence is undisputable. Now, are they gonna talk about it on the news? Of course they're not. Mm-hmm. So no one pays attention and no one believes it's happening, but it happens, every bit of this was orchestrated. So, the, to your Black Lives Matter point, yeah. anti-fall the same way. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, it's all funded, the money is redirected through, to them through Act Blue. If you mm-hmm. look at any of the political posters that were done during the presidential race, all of the democrats were part of act blue if you look at the funding and you go to black lives matters website and you go to the very very bottom and you see the sponsoring organization when you're donating money it's through an act blue Mm -hmm. donation this is okay the ai experiment (laughs) is is wearing me out now and i could quit talking about talking with my hands but to have it at this point. Yeah, it's tough to stop. Okay, so I'm going on a rant. Yeah. And I apologize about it's okay. that. It's but okay. But I'm saying some of the things that, like it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. And here's the problem. A lot of the businesses that were destroyed were minority owned. Mm-hmm. And you can attest to that. You live there. We live downtown. Mm-hmm. Minority businesses. That money, the billions of dollars they were donated, it was money laundering. That money didn't go to those businesses. Mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter did not support the minorities. It's it's wrong and it's evil and it's yeah. screwed up, and yet in here they've used billions of dollars of propaganda to brainwash people yeah. and to further divide us. Yeah. So you're not comfortable saying it. I am, because I've been saying it for a long time.
2: No, and I appreciate that you are, and I don't necessarily know all the mechanics behind it and all of the details, but what I But you
0: can sense it's wrong.
2: Of course. And 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 what I what I what I have a problem—I don't have a problem with saying Black Lives Matter because they certainly do. They do. All of our lives matter. In fact, all of God's creation matters, in fact, including that's, that's animals. What I was going to say: all lives matter. Yes. But but you can't say that, and that's where you just I have did. a problem. That's where I have a problem. But they don't they don't allow it, and if you say that, you're racist, and so that's that's the issue that I have. It's a it's a it's a divisive organization, um, and and it just breeds hatred for each other mm-hmm. and that's not where we're supposed to be going i'm telling no. you i grew up in in you know inner city st paul minnesota which is probably not so inner city as some other places but no it's
0: pretty inner city
2: yeah um you know and i got bussed into into uh, into a neighborhood where i didn't live they they were you know working on integration of the races and wow. um and so you know that it, it uh, I don't know where I was going to go with that. Actually, I, I want to ask you about yeah, that. What yeah. was
0: that like? Because, you know, when we think about integration, I think a lot of people, their first image goes to either Forrest Gump in that scene yeah. um, or or just the 60s and they think about that, the whites only bathrooms. And, yeah. you know, that's when they think it started. But the fact is that a lot of this has been going on recently too. Yeah. Like in a, integration of races is
2: still something that happens for our, in our generation, yeah, I mean, I it, it was in the seventies, seventies and eighties when they, you know, I was being bused into the in, into the bike. Wait, How old are you? Uh, forty
0: six. So I'm forty two. Okay, I'm forty two. So we're not okay. far apart. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Wow, that was yeah. happening in yeah,
0: freaking St. Paul, Minnesota. Minnesota.
2: And and so I got bused into into a different neighborhood. Um, I got um, well, I got I got punched my first day of seventh grade, just walking down the stairwell biggest black kid I'd ever seen in my life just wound up and, and punched me out of the blue. And then he and his buddy just started laughing. And, um, so, so there, you know, racial tensions have existed, right? Sure. Um, you know, I don't know if he went after me cause I was a skinny little white kid. He may or may not, have, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if that was the reason, but the fact is he did it. Um, and, but for the most part we were doing fine we were doing pretty pretty well yeah and and i know the criticism of that comment is yeah well that's because you're a white male that's because you're privileged (laughs) and you know that's a that's a it's a very convenient retort it can always be used oh it can always be used and and um even if i make a valid point and so um so i reject that um i i do think that um you know we we live in a world where there's a lot of tolerance among the races mm-hmm. you know that that's the way I grew up that's so where my, my best friend was Hmong um not another you know one of my closer friends was black kit and you know comments like that are are very very often criticized as well but so stupid uh, i it, it is really stupid, and I think <laughs> we're going backward um you know, I think we have missed a huge opportunity with Larry Elder losing the the election in California. Hopefully, he'll run uh, not for the recall, but for the next the next uh, gubernatorial election, yeah. because I think that somebody like Larry can 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 reverse course here. We're going we're going the wrong direction right now. Yeah, and that's in large part because of Black Lives Matter and uh, their ilk.
0: Well, and 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 what is it? Uh, critical race theory. Yeah. And look, I'm all for. Like, I mean, tr- I, I want real education, but the fact is this, I understand why people want critical race theory because what we have been taught in schools is not even on us anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, the math and stuff like that, I, I guess, but math sucks, and I don't even <laughs> want to talk about that. But the history that we were taught right. is not real. Mm-hmm. None of that's real. It's indoctrinating. It's, it, it's all about indoctrinating, indoctrinating us into the system. That's what it is, it's all propaganda. The public school system is propaganda for the government. That yeah. and, and every country does it. So they twist and they try to make their history cute and, or less evil and less vile. The reason why the United States has the power it does is because we have raped and pillaged. We've basically done what Nazi Germany did. Whether we want to admit that or not, hey, not my problem. But those are the facts, you can't ignore it. That's what our military has done. They're taking orders. I love our military. My brother's in the military. God bless them because I wouldn't do it. But so I get the the desire to go, well, hey, let's elevate black people now. I get it. How about we just elevate everybody? (laughs) How about we just, you you have a purpose. You matter. You're important. Your life matters. Everything you've gone through matters. You're
2: important. You deserve an equal shot. Like that should be taught. And guess what doesn't matter? what your skin color no, hell no It doesn't have anything to I, do
0: with it right? I, dude i grew up i had i swear to you there was i, I think i graduated with six black people maybe mm-hmm. and and probably a few more hispanic and a few more You Asians in oklahoma city okay and uh, fortunately for me cuz i it was there, I mean, I did see racism and I did see, a lot, I heard a lot of derogatory stuff and I don't even know if people really knew what they were saying, Yeah, but it was different than living on the coast or living here where it's so, you know, living in Minneapolis, you know it, you're around Muslims, atheists, Buddhists, gay people. It's like, it's a smorgasbord of everything and people just get along. It, it just, we vibe with the exception of all the crime, but for the most part, everyone kind of gets along. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. It's yeah. like, it reminds me of San Diego though. But this is gone, it's just gone, it's all gone too far. And it's all meant to divide us from truth, Mm -hmm. to confuse us. I think a lot of it goes back to us, they want us to lose our identity because when we don't know our identity, Mm -hmm. we are susceptible to manipulation, we are susceptible to being controlled, And, and, and that's what they want, is they want to control the masses. Television, 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 Means tell you your vision. Mm. This is what you see. Television programming is this is what we are programming into your brain. Yeah. That's it's all propaganda. To yeah. D- distract us from the truth.
2: Right. They want a compliant populace. I'm not compliant and I won't be. No, I get that sense and that's <laughs> why I like you. Um, all
0: right. What else? So, I, I, we, I see, I told you we're going to go all over the place for the sake of time, because I think you do have a place to go. And I realized that I think we've been talking for over an hour. I can't even see the time, but, uh, this has been fun. Is there anything on your heart that you want to share to close us out?
2: Well, I'll just go back to gratitude, you know, to both of you guys bringing, bringing me into your, your place, your studio and, um, uh, having this conversation with you. And now I, you know, like I, I considered you the day that I met you or I don't know if it was over the course of two days or one, but, uh, you know, I was like, this, this dude could be a friend and, um, I don't hear that very often. No. Either. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, 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 it's just, I, I love, um, connection and yeah. I love talking to people and, and I hate being isolated. And this is, this, is, this was just a cool experience where we, we met and we decided to get together and talk. Um, so no, I appreciate it. I I really like what you're doing. I think both of you guys are really doing good work. Um, you know, I don't know, I, I I don't know much about you guys yet, but what you've said, um, that's super cool. You know, helping people regain their identity, like don't lose it, embrace it or find it. (laughs) I mean, so, so often we don't even know. And that's, you know, a lot of the work that I'm doing with this, this, um, you know, designing your life book um, is helping me do that. And it's helping me think critically about what matters to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important work that everybody should be doing. Yeah. And we don't do it often enough because we're watching TV or we're, you know, consuming something that somebody else has created, but it's time for us to create. It is. Yeah. That is COVID was a blessing for us
0: because it was an opportunity to create. Yeah. And we are now getting to see, we didn't stop. We didn't slow down. We've actually stepped on a gas pedal as soon as it started. Yeah. world slowed down, we sped up, and now we are positioned for whatever is coming next. Maybe even later today yeah. is when it starts, I don't know. Um, but we are positioned to be able to help more people because of that, and I, it's,
2: we, are, we are very grateful for that. Good. Tell people how they can find the Good Kid Project. So if you go to goodkidproject.com, okay. you, can, you can see everything that we're doing. We're, we're trying to highlight kids who are doing good things to help animals. Um, uh, you can, you can, you can buy a copy of we're all animals, which is our kind of our signature product at this point. Um, possibly get into the, you know, doing some, uh, animated videos in the, in the future. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Maybe we'll do a podcast. I think it's a, I think it's a good You've idea. You've got a TV series, man. You've yeah. got a mini series yeah. that you
0: can spin off of. You can animate. There's yeah. just so many things that you can do and the entry, the, the, Barrier to entry is lower than ever. It's yeah. easier to get involved. Easier, yeah. and you know somebody that has access to about everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see this come. I want to see this come to life. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot, a lot there, and I'm excited for our kids to see the books because, I mean, we're reading. We picked up some. I mean, the vocabulary in that book was probably exceeded mine. The 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 sea book, the underwater oh. sea. Yeah, it was detailed, but mm-hmm. the girls are five and six. Mm-hmm. They're so into it; they wanted more. I thought it was going to be way over their head. And I'm yeah. like, "Do you want more?" And they're like, "Yeah, keep going." I'm like, read another page. Like,
1: really, oh, that's awesome.
0: And it's like, it's <laughs> above my vocabulary. Really? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Um, but so I think that our kids would appreciate that. Yeah. But there's a lot of kids out there that are looking for good books because yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, but a lot of the kids' books now full of propaganda oh, yeah, that I don't sure. want my kids reading. Sure. Like I have to watch what I'm reading sometimes going, yeah. I don't know if I really want to say that. I'm going to change the words because yeah. I don't want to indoctrinate my kids. I want them to make up their own mind, make up their own choices. Yeah. We're here to guide them, yeah. but not tell them where to go. I- Unless if it's in front of a car because we don't want them to go in front of
2: cars. No, no. I think you got to keep them safe, keep them alive, right? That's That's job number one. Um, yeah. but I do think I, my parents would appreciate what you just said, um, because they, they did not tell us we had to be vegetarian. They said in our house, this is what we do mm-hmm. outside of the house. You're your own person. You can do what you want. And so that what they were doing was planting a seed. They weren't, they weren't dictating. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important to, um, to approach people that way, because we all have, we all have our, uh, our, our, own path and, and you know, it, It just doesn't work when you dictate yeah you know you're you've got to change hearts and minds and that's about planting seeds and um and so anyway i i that's what you you guys are doing and that's what i really appreciate about that about about the work that you're doing so keep it up thanks man yeah all right everybody so we're going
0: to close this out but up coming up next we're going to have about 24 musics of uh 24 minutes of some fun music for you to enjoy nick brother Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. We'll do this again. Sounds good. All right, so since I have no camera operator, this is how we do it. (laughs) Now the camera doesn't want to follow me. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. God bless you. Thank you for sharing this with friends. I hope you got something from this today, and I welcome your feedback. God bless you. Thank you so much, and we'll see you again.